Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to today's Earth Energy Forecast Show on this Tuesday, April 16th, 2019. Thank you for joining us today. What a week it has been already. Well, first of all, today ends this long, drawn-out, what we thought was forever Mercury retrograde in shadow in Pisces conjunct Neptune, you know, that was that was the first portal that we went through and it was a long dark deep one and we're coming out of it today. Yay. And yesterday, as we all know, the fire at Notre Dame. And uh it's hard to watch something so beautiful, something so iconic uh go up in flames. And this is the time that we're in. We're living in a time of great change, as I've said before. And there's a lot of symbolism that's going on with this. And, and I think we're going to talk about that today a little bit more. So I think this is just the beginning of us going through another gateway. It's such great symbolism here. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about a lot more about these changing times and what it means for us. What are these energies that are affecting us? And we talked last week about cosmic waves. We talked last week about um, what the upcoming pole shift might mean and, and the theories behind it and all. And along with the shift of ages, we have all of this energy coming at us. We're going to talk about that in the ascension process today. So it's going to be a wonderful show. Today I get to welcome Celia Sen, Ph.D. She's an international writer, channel, artist, spiritual creative, shaman, and a group facilitator and the founder of Star Child Global. She travels the world to work with groups of people, as well as offering online webinar courses and private consultations. She founded and runs the Star Shaman School of New Shamanic Studies online and offers online webinar courses in spiritual evolution and the relationship between spirituality and creativity. 
More recently, she started the Soul Voyager courses in intuitive painting as a means of empowerment and growth. She also offers online private sessions on a limited basis each month. Celia holds a Master's of Arts and a Ph.D. degree in in, uh, English literature and also studied art and music. And she lives in Cape Town, South Africa. Her website is www.starchildglobal.com. Welcome to the show, Celia. Thank you, Joan. Um, It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming. I'm so so blessed to have so many wonderful guests come on this show, and I know my listeners are just as blessed as well. So I thought we would start today because I know that you channel Archangel Michael. So I'm Mm -hmm. going to start with this question. When did you begin to channel and how did it start? Well, that's an interesting story because um, I began channeling in uh, 2004, but that wasn't the first connection I've made with Archangel Michael. He actually appeared to me when I was five years old. Um, which was amazing, uh, and I wasn't really sure what what it meant. I just saw this uh, huge angel made of light, um, and I ran to tell my mother about it. And she just kind of looked at me like I was strange. But um, afterwards, in later years, I knew that that it was almost as though Archangel Michael was saying, "I'm here and with you, and we're going to work together in the future." And then um, around about 1995, um, I was suddenly uh, guided to leave my work. I was working as a college professor teaching English and it just changed completely. And I worked first as a healer for about seven years. And then I was told to stop doing that work and that I would be trained to be a channel. And that was fairly difficult. It took me a year to do my first channel um, because it was making that connection and bringing through the information. And um, I began by doing written channels. And then at a certain stage, then Archangel Michael said, now you have to actually, you know, go out in public and stand up and do them, which was quite terrifying. Um, But I I got past that hurdle as well and, and began doing the work that I do now. So it's, it's, um, I think it's been a lifelong mission that, that has come to fruition now with the work I do with Archangel Michael. Wow. So, so it's really been quite the journey. I can, I can understand um, the apprehension, especially back then, of going out and, and channeling. It's not as yeah. – it's well, more you know, commonplace, let's put it that way, today. When you channel as a writer, you know, it's pretty safe because you're writing things down and you put them on the internet and, um, you know, you don't have to, um, what's the word I want, you don't have to be responsible. But when you, you, you are doing it live and it's immediate, you know, you really have to um, mm-hmm. be connected to what you're doing. Um, it's a really different way of working. Yes, definitely. You know, and I'm wondering... Um, because of the significance of the fire yesterday at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. if you have any thoughts or 
or anything has come through about it? Well, um, I was just saying earlier that I felt physical symptoms yesterday. Um, I had a lot of pain, my solar plexus, and it's just about the time the fire was starting. Excuse me. I felt almost like there was a vortex of energy that was uh, releasing somehow. And then when I heard about the fire, you know, it it kind of made sense to me because um, there was some kind of energy release or some kind of energy vortex that was involved here. And um, I was told by my guidance that this was only the first of maybe three events that would happen uh, in this period that would be linked together, that would be helping to shift us in our perceptions and to awaken people. So I think a lot of people have been affected by what happened at Notre Dame because it is an iconic structure and it's part of, it really is part of the history or culture of the West because, um, as you know, I also studied, uh, my second major at college was history of art. So I know Mm -hmm. that Notre Dame is very much a part of the development of architecture uh, in the West uh, with the the, uh, development of the the flying buttress, as they call it, which allowed them to build these huge vaulted Mm -hmm. structures Mm -hmm. that were a section of heaven on earth. Um, And it really transformed uh, the building of not only cathedrals, but ordinary buildings at later stages. And also, in terms of the cultural history, um, what is probably not widely known is that the Notre Dame churches in France were originally sites um, of uh, churches that were devoted to Mary Magdalene and the Cathars, because uh, before the patriarchal Catholic Church took over in France, uh, France was very much following the teachings of the Magdalene who went to France after she left um, Israel and set up her, her uh, mission in France. So I know when I wrote a post about this this morning, a lot of people said to me, oh, they didn't know that or they never heard of the Cathars. So I think there's also going to be a kind of awakening for some people around the history of uh, Mary Magdalene and Jesus because they were together uh, they were avatars of the new consciousness together, both mm-hmm, of them. And as that comes into our consciousness, it helps us to balance the divine masculine and divine feminine within ourselves. So I do feel there's something going on because at this point now, and I just did a webinar about it, um, we're activating our DNA to return to the original template for the divine human, and that requires a very balanced um, masculine and feminine. And right. it was Jesus and Mary Magdalene who are the most recent avatars of that energy mm-hmm. um, on the planet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fire, I mean, they may be helping to uh, remove that energy so that the original can come through in some way, maybe. But as I said That's- to you, I do feel that, um, you know, we haven't really uh, felt the significance of what's going on there because it's, it's so recent as an event. And I think in, in the days that come, we'll start feeling 
um, what this actually means for us, because I'm quite sure that it has very deep significance for us. Yes, I, I definitely agree. And it's interesting that it happened during Holy Week for those that are uh, Christian. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is known as Holy Week, um, Holy Thursday, this Thursday, Good Friday, and then, of course, Easter Sunday. And um, so it is a time of death and resurrection. And it's interesting because it's like looking at this iconic structure dying, but yet I kept getting the feeling or the image of a phoenix rising from the ashes during this. Or also uh, something like, being liberated, you know, something that had been suppressed or held down, which is very true of, of the feminine. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it was definitely the feminine energy rising. Yes. Yeah. 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 But again, it's not to dominate because where we're going to is this balance of the, the balance. masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was represented by Jesus and Mary together, you know, not separately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, the feminine does, does have to come up to, to be balanced with the masculine because it's been so. Yeah so uh, depressed. And you talked about um, this period of time where we would have these three events. Do you have any idea like how long a period of time that might be when we would see the other two events? No, I I have no real thoughts on that. Um, I just was told there would be three events and then quite close together. So probably in the next month or two. Um, Okay. And you know, it would be up to us to see the connection between what happens now mm-hmm. and what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And you also mentioned that we were moving through a portal. And um, I do think that you're quite right about that. And that um, between now and uh, the 5th of May, which is what I call the time gate, um, we will be moving into some very powerful energies that will be supported and influenced by the Pleiadian uh, energy because uh, we're moving into Taurus uh, as we go into May. And um, mm-hmm. they're in that part of the, of the zodiac, of the sky, the celestial sky. And right. their influence is very strong. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about that, um, the Pleiadian energy is, is very concerned with creativity and beauty. And um, it's a more feminine energy. So, again, we have a sense of uh, changes of going through a portal that is going to somehow shift the relationship between the masculine and the feminine so that it comes into equal balance rather than a domination or suppression of one or the other. Well, that will be beautiful. And it sounds really significant because we also have Uranus in Taurus, Um, So as the sun moves into Taurus and Uranus is the great awakener, we can look at it as raising of the consciousness along with these sudden events such as the fire yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting combination of events. Very interesting times we're in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what are the... Yeah. So what are the current Earth energies then? What what really is happening right now? Mm, lots of things, so many things, you know. Um, 
Give I us think, highlights. <laughs> Just highlights. I think for me, um, the most interesting thing is um, the activation of the DNA and the returning to that uh, basic template in the DNA. Because mm-hmm. what we've done in, in the 20 years I've been working with this energy is we initially um, started with activating the light body, you know, back in 2000, whatever, and um, creating an energy light body and activating the 12 chakra or 13 chakra system, whichever way you want to look at it. So most of the focus was on developing uh, spiritual aspects and higher aspects. But what's happened post-2012 and going into this period we're in now is that more of a focus is now on the physical body and mm-hmm. um, cleansing and releasing and then bringing us back into that original state that we, we created in order to be a uh, divine human or human angel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and this has been and continues to be quite an intense process because um, we're cleaning out a lot of junk, a lot of uh, trauma from the DNA, which means there's physical cleansing going on. So a lot of purging, a lot of cleansing, Definitely. and people are feeling it in the body much more intensely than they did before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think it's the most amazing process because it then allows us to uh, raise our consciousness from the third dimension into the fifth and higher. So eventually we can move between the fifth and the ninth dimension while still being in a physical body so that the the body has to evolve enough to carry that level of light and energy. And this is our entrance into what we call the new earth. Um, now, new earth is... is quite an interesting concept because for a long time people thought it was actually a place they would be going to but what we've learned recently is that it is more of a a consciousness a new earth consciousness so it's reaching a level of perception and consciousness within yourself that allows you to step out of this kind of chaotic um, energy that we're living in at the moment and stepping across into a new kind of consciousness where you transmit an energy of harmony and peace and um, love, compassion, all those wonderful higher energetic aspects. And this enables you to start manifesting or creating um, the new earth around you. So ultimately, what new earth will be is people waking up creating a light body, activating the DNA, and then creating uh, this new earth, which will exist uh, at the moment simultaneously uh, with this other earth. But eventually, uh, people will move across into that new earth. So what we're doing is we're taking our first steps now into this new reality because we now have the light body. We have our connections to the higher dimensions, the higher galactic levels, and we're also rewiring the physical body. So it's like the last step in this process 
um, that will allow uh-huh. us to move to the new earth. So it's a very exciting time. Certainly um, amazing, exciting things happening, although not always easy. Um, because That's of for sure. <laughs> I've heard so many people, you know, the old war horses like us, they, I heard someone say the other day, he's been through hell in the last three months. And I thought, well, <laughs> you know, it, it's almost as though everything is just coming to a head at the same time. And we're having to deal uh, with yes. so much. Um, mm-hmm. And the only way to really get through this or past it is by really drawing on your own heart, your own soul. Yes. And, you know, being in that space of absolute peace within yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You talked about cleansing of the physical body and the cleansing of the DNA, and, and it feels like we're also cleansing the DNA of our ancestors because time and space don't really exist. So as we clean up our stuff, we're cleaning up stuff for all of our ancestors, correct? That's also true, but I recently had experiences personally of coming from the future, in order to mm-hmm. uh, find something here that I needed in the future. So we're certainly moving up and down timelines. Okay, um, yeah, that makes sense, yes. Uh, and I think certainly the healing process that's ongoing is involving the ancestral line and healing for our ancestors. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Notre Dame, to get back to that, Maybe what's being um, healed in the collective psyche, you know, is related to um, patriarchy and Catholicism and religion and all those things. Um, I, that need to yeah, be I agree with like, that. Yeah, as part of our collective uh, ancestral mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, everything Very, that's come up with the Catholic Church, uh, you know, recently with the. Uh, the sex scandal, um, you know, and not just not handling it. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't think that that's done. And so a lot of that, maybe the dross from that was, was burned up a little yeah. bit yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I don't want to make a sense thing about the Catholic church, but if you go back in history and look at the violence and the bloodshed and the manipulation, oh, yeah. you know, women yes. being burnt and that kind of thing, um, there is a very violent undercurrent in in the church. Mm-hmm, and I think that mm-hmm. has to in some way. You know, culturally, uh, as a collective, we need to, to kind of release that. And I think, you know, reading some of the comments on, on my Facebook post and, and other people's posts, um, I think that's what's coming out. A lot of uh, different perspectives, a lot of antagonism even. But it, it can be seen as healing um, an, an ancestral line that goes back maybe a thousand years. Right, yeah. I mean, when you think about, the, you know, the Crusades. And that is the point, actually, when Notre Dame was built. Mm-hmm, uh, that, mm-hmm. After the Cathar, the Albigensian Crusade, when the Cathars were wiped out. Right. That would be the point where um, the suppression of the Magdalene line was actually initiated. So maybe there's something about yeah. clearing that up, you know, and allowing mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. to arise. 
Yes, and there's yeah, been a right. lot of interest about Knights Templar of recent too. You know, we see a lot about that on the like History Channel or whatever. And um, so it seems like that is in, information about that is literally being unearthed as they're finding different sites too. It's quite interesting what's happening right now. Yeah, you know, it is almost an alternative history if we if we really were to mm-hmm. know, you know what. Um, I think it would be very different to the mainstream version of history that we used yes, and, to. And they've been in the news now for quite a while, unfortunately, yeah. for a lot of uh, terrorist attacks and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of focus on France right now. And I think for um, a reason, you know, because France was important because of what the Magdalene did. You know, according to what Archangel Michael has shown me, is that after Jesus died, uh, she went to France and she set mm-hmm. up um, her own teaching. And she was known as the lady because she was like the Lord. You know, she was the one who was the teacher. And yeah. she was the one who grounded uh, the the light and the message that they both came to do because she lived a lot longer and she traveled much further around. So all of Europe was uh, connected to her teaching initially. But of course, um, when the Catholic Church became powerful, it was then with the uh, the crusade and, and trying to eradicate her teachings, mainly because... Um, the patriarchal Christian doctrine with Paul said women are not allowed to be teachers. You know, they have to be subservient. And uh-huh. of course, in, in the Catholic teachings, a woman were venerated as being an access or a gateway to higher truth. So it was obvious why um, this couldn't last. You know, there was a conflict. And because the Catholics were nonviolent and the Catholics were very violent, you know, it was obvious to see what way yes. it was going to go. But um, we, we're moving into a new perception of, of uh, how life works. And people are beginning to appreciate that the peaceful, harmonious way of life is, is far preferable. And I think more and more people are waking up to that, which is allowing um, the Magdalene teaching to, to come back into focus which is really the teaching of the divine feminine, but mm-hmm. in relation mm-hmm. to the divine feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you talked about how these energies are, you know, are really affecting us. And this one person saying he went through the last three months were hell. How are they physically affecting us? Can you give us some symptoms and maybe of like, you know, if we're feeling a certain way, you know, if we're really fatigued, could that be part of this energy? Yeah, I think what people are feeling mostly is uh, exhaustion. And, and you know, the reason for this is because as you increase the frequency in your body, everything's going faster and it, it makes you very tired. And then also um, a lot of people work in, at night, you know, when you're sleeping, you're actually out somewhere in your astral body mm-hmm. doing things. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I think what's happened recently to a lot of us is we're not carrying all of our energy in, in our physical bodies in the daytime anymore because we're, 
we, we, we're out somewhere else in another dimension doing things. So there is a lot of exhaustion. That's one of the um, symptoms that people are noticing. Um, anxiety, stress um, related to that same thing, you know, because you don't seem to have enough energy to cope with the stresses of chaotic life on the planet, as well as being in these other dimensions. Right. And then also, yeah. um, there's also this very this purging process where people get flus and a lot of bronchitis, chest things, um, throat things. A lot of people have um, pain in their teeth and uh, the jaw area because of the activations that are happening in the uh, pineal gland and in the skull area. So um, that's also one of the symptoms. Um, of course, sleeping, not being able to sleep or sleeping too much. <laughs> um, a lot of people report they, they just want to sleep all the time. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. They're tired and then also integrating energies. Um, but I think people do need to be careful because I went through a stage when I was always tired all the time and I kept thinking, okay, it's probably uh, just ascension symptoms. But what actually happened was I was anemic. And um, I only found out when I was just about crawling on, you know, on the ground that, that this was a problem. And I had to have treatment, and I'm sort of much better now. So we always have to be careful that we do look after our physical body in this process because there's so much stress and strain oh, yes. on the physical yes. body. So, you know, if you're tired all the time, you can't just say, okay, it's ascension. It might be something else. And it's always good to check out, um, you know, the blood work or whatever to find out if you are in balance in your body um, and that there's not an underlying problem. Yes, so, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I found out um, the hard way. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think we do have to really take care of ourselves in this period. And that involves also what we eat because I found that um, obviously with uh, iron deficiency. My diet was not giving me enough. Um, so I had to change the way I was eating and, and focus differently. So it was quite a major um, shift for me. Uh, I think also related to the shifts that are going on in our bodies. We're all experiencing changes in our bodies in some way. And we need to be aware of that and work with it so that we can uh, take the physical body into this higher level because um, all this information that we're getting through these waves, I just want to talk briefly about um, these waves of energy that are coming in because Mm -hmm. we receive energy from the sun and from uh, the great central sun, which is the galaxy, and then from the cosmos. So we're getting... um, information because what we call light code is information about how to evolve towards what we call the heart of God um, as the multiverses are evolving. So we are evolving in the same way because we have this information coming to us in light form that says this is what you need to do in order to be part of this oneness of the evolution of the, um, the cosmos. So this information is coming through in these different ways and it comes from these different levels. So each of them is affecting us. Um, the sun 
how Meredith gives us the golden light or the, the, the Christ consciousness light. And then from the galactic center, uh, we get the diamond code, the diamond light. And then also from uh, beyond that, from, we get cosmic radiation um, coming in. So because mm-hmm. we're in server minimum now, we're getting a lot of cosmic radiation and galactic yeah. energy. And, and this has been something that has accelerated our evolution, but it's also, it's, it's hard work because we're not used to um, evolving at this, this rapid pace that we are. So uh, I think we need to be aware of um, just how much change and transformation is going on and that it is affecting us on all levels because of this. So the physical symptoms are just part of kind of a bigger picture of right. all these things that are going on at the same time. Yeah, yes. And it's interesting because I, I always blend the science with the spirituality. That's part of what yeah. my work is about. And I saw recently that astronomers, uh, astronomers reported that the radio jets from the Milky Way, our galaxy, from the black hole might be pointed right at Earth. And this is just after our solar system finished going through the galactic alignment zone. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. You know, you're talking about these cosmic waves. And so we're getting we're getting this energy like right directed at us now. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. Scientists yeah. can show that's happening yeah. right now. Well, you know, um one of the things I did in the last webinar I put out was to say to people, why is the Earth so important? You know, if you think about it, we're just this one little planet kind of on one of the arms of the Milky Way. And why are we so important? Um, and, you know, if, if the Earth is so messed up, why didn't someone just press the delete button and start again? But um, what Archangel Michael shared with me was that the Earth's original purpose was actually to be what he calls a sacred planet. And, and by that he means that um, the creator angels, what you call the Elohim, were, the intention was to create almost like a flower of life geometry with um, the earth in the center. And the earth would be a place of retreat for the galaxy where people from different um, star systems could come and enjoy the paradise that had been created here and connect or anchor their own sense of the spiritual and connect to their home planet, which is one of the reasons why we have so many sacred sites around the earth, because we have the Syrians in Egypt and the Pleiadians, um, South America or whatever, you know, there, there are spiritual sites all over the planet that originally part of this network of sacred sites that was, um, envisioned for the earth and that is why the earth is is of such interest because it's part of a a bigger picture a greater plan for the entire galaxy um, that it would be like a jewel you know the central point where the sacred would be held in this one place and you could come and experience different aspects of the sacred Uh Um, uh so within our dna and our psyche is this this connection to sacred energies and to service and to serving the higher life 
which as we wake up, this is what we connect with. You know, we feel like right, yes. Yeah. We need to connect with the divine light. We need because this is what we were designed to do, actually, uh, way back. And um, the Elohim and the angelic beings and the, the light beings and the star nations are all watching us to see if this is the point where we wake up and we reclaim who we are, not just as empowered beings, but as keepers of the sacred planet. And, you know, the new earth is also about transforming not only our perceptions of who we are, but transforming the planet back into the sacred garden that can hold um, diverse expressions of spirituality connected to the divine heart and the galactic center and beyond. So, you know, it's something very special that is happening at the moment. Yes, and I feel definitely connected to that, to, to creating that heaven on earth. And I think that's part yeah. of what, what Uranus and Taurus is, is bringing heaven on earth. Um, you talked about the sacred sites and all the different sacred sites around the world. Were they built by these star beings from different planets? Yeah, galaxies? because, um, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at, for example, the pyramids in Egypt were built by uh, all with the assistance of the Syrians, uh, star from the star system of Sirius. And um, I think there's a, the, the oldest sacred site we know is um, in Turkey. Uh, I think it's called Gobekli Tepe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, amazing place. And the archaeologist who worked there, the German man, um, he said that he, he didn't feel that it was a settlement. It was a place where people gathered um, for rituals and ceremonies. And then they went back wherever they came from. And I thought, exactly, um, because the people in question were probably not from the Earth, or were some of them were from Earth, but others were from different systems. And I seem to remember, um, if it was Gobekli Tepe that I was thinking about, that it's aligned with Cygnus, the constellation of Cygnus, the swan. So it's possible that uh-huh, the beings uh-huh. who, who created right. that... Uh, Monument were from Cygnus, and they were mm-hmm. indicate um, who they were by the alignment. The same way that the pyramids is aligned with um, it was initially with Leo, I think, and or with Orion's belt. I don't know what Orion's exactly. belt, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think here as well because of the Sphinx. But um, definite connections and alignments uh, between the building itself and the people who or the beings who built it. And I think if you looked at other sacred sites on the earth, you'll probably find similar connections um, by the alignment of uh, the buildings with the star system, um, just to almost to indicate where they came from and what they were about and what the, how their connection with the earth was, was there. You know, if you think about it, why did some beings come to the earth and build the pyramids or build the things or build whatever? You know, there's, there are all these mysterious sacred sites. Um, what was the purpose? But if you see this as um, almost like a plan for the galaxy to express its spiritual nature in this space, and that humans were created to be the keepers of this space, um, almost like an, a, a race of um, sacred priests and priestesses, almost. And that at some point something went wrong. Um, 
and we lost that connection. But now we're coming back into that and we're going to re, um, recreate uh, the new earth will be a sacred earth. It will be the paradise garden again. And then we're going to activate um, these sacred sites, maybe create new sacred sites so that the original plan for the earth can be completed. And then as Archangel Michael <clears throat> described it to me, there will be other planets, other star systems that will be brought online, connected to the earth. And eventually this energy will uh, fill the galaxy. Um, but that's a very long-term plan. What we're working mm-hmm. with now is the, um, reactivating the original energy of the Earth in what we will call the new Earth. So it's, it's, um, it was a very interesting webinar that I did with people because this information was new to me. You know, I didn't realize that there was this, this bigger picture. Um, you know, if you move back from the Earth, and this is what we're doing right now spiritually, is... Um, we're connecting with our galactic consciousness. So as we become more galactic in the way we think, mm-hmm. we do kind mm-hmm. of step back and we say, say, okay, what is the galactic perspective of the earth? And, and why is the earth so important? Why is humanity so important? And then you start mm-hmm. to see it differently. And you start to understand you know, these waves of energy coming from the galactic center or from the solar system. Um, and it is being directed at us because we're important to the development of the galaxy as well as our own solar system and planet. So are these star beings coming to help us? I'm imagining they're here now, uh, but uh, will there be more of, we always talk about disclosure, uh, will they become um, more apparent to us? I'm always quite conflicted about that because I don't think they're coming to help us. Because this is something we have to do for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's primarily our um, evolution. It's primarily our ascension. I do think they are here on different dimensions, different levels. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to come and save us and clean up the earth. Um, uh-huh. I think this is something we have to do for ourselves. Because we are the keepers. And this right. is our work. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. It's going to be done by someone else who's more evolved. And I think, you know, if they were going to do it, they would have uh, come forward a while ago, you know, and, and just said, okay, now we're going to clean this up for you. But they're not going to do that. We're going to have to, um, and what we're doing is creating the new earth. So it's a holographic quantum thing. You know, we're not, it's not going to be this earth. It's going to be a higher dimensional earth that will return to uh, a pristine state. And will eventually take the place of the earth we're on at the moment. So, um, you know, getting your head around that is, is you know, this uh, belief or understanding that uh, two realities can coexist in the same space. We know that. Right. Yes. As long as they're operating on different frequencies or different dimensions. And this is what's happening at the moment. Like the old energy and uh, the new earth uh, are vibrating at different frequencies, but in the same place. And what happens when we become multidimensional uh, is that we can move between them. And most people don't recognize what they're doing because they don't see themselves as multidimensional. But once you become aware of how multidimensional you actually are and you begin to feel the the quality, um, the frequency of the different aspects or different dimensions, 
you know immediately I've dropped frequency or I'm raising frequency or I don't like this frequency. And you can then move yourself into a different one. So it becomes um, almost like a shape-shifting or bending space because this is what we can do uh, as long as mm-hmm. we understand what we're doing. So we can move through time and we can move through space um, because we are now multidimensional. We're not trapped any longer in linear time and in a linear narrative. We can move out of a narrative or out of the space-time frame almost at will at the moment because we've transformed and evolved into this level of ability, which is really amazing, you know, when you think about it. Yes, yes, definitely. No wonder we're all tired. (laughs) You mentioned about um, the flower of life that was created around the earth and uh, is that why we see the flower of life embedded in 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 stone and in various places yeah. all around the world? Well, that was what Archangel Michael, remember he said to me that the original plan was to create the flower of life as a galactic signature with the, with the earth in the center as the seed, you know? So it's, it was designed to be, the earth is designed to be the center of a major portal um, mm. which I assume would be an inter, interstellar portal, uh, you know, where you could hop into other galaxies. But uh, the portal is still under construction at the moment. So the flower of life would have been the signature of that portal. But we know it's also the signature of mm. creation on our planet. Yes, so yes. So it's one of those, as above, so below, um, this major mm-hmm. portal and also life in the center of the portal will carry that same fractal imprint um, to show the connection with this um, plan, this plan of of our galaxy to connect with other galaxies through um, this major portal that they are constructing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know what the flower of life looks like, um, I didn't put it on the show page, but when I create the YouTube video of this, I will include it. Um, It's uh, a series of 19 interconnected circles of the same radius, and then they're encompassed by two other circles. Or you can think about when she's talking about the flower of life and uh, possibly being, you know, the earth being this portal and having the flower and life superimposed on it, you can think of like the, the TV show Stargate <laughs> and when they walk through the Stargate and that's like their portal where we will be going through this flower of life from which all of these uh, platonic salads can be formed and, and all of the sacred geometry forms come from that. So it's, it's how everything is formed here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd like you to spend some time talking about, you speak about the sanctuary in your heart, because I write about this in one of my books. So can you tell us what, what that means for you? For me personally. Um, or, I, or Archangel Michael, what's come through. Okay. You know, both, if you'd like. Well, it, it goes to or speaks to the understanding that we create our own reality. You know, everything we experience comes from within us. So in order to create a, um, a stable and harmonic reality, the energy within us has to be at peace. And that starts in the heart because 
in our multidimensional state, the heart, the heart center, is the center of our being, where the soul and uh, the physical body connect. So it's imperative that in our daily life, in our, in our lifetime, that we develop the ability to be in that heart center and to hold that uh, sense of peace and compassion and love and creativity so that even if the world is spinning out around us, we're able to go within ourselves into this inner sanctuary and just be at peace with our soul. And just by doing that, you can shift the energy outside because you are changing frequency. The moment you enter your sanctuary self, you are able to create um, the sanctuary outside of yourself. And I've noticed that the moment you slip into the space of real peace and connection with yourself, then the environment around you also starts to change. It becomes more coherent and more harmonic. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. So it's, it's about developing that coherence and harmony within yourself first and then trying to um, manifest it or express it in, in the outer world. And, you know, also starting in the place where you live, um, or the room that you live in, you know, it's, it's, it's a small thing. And then you can expand it more and more. And there are people who uh, can create harmony around them. Wherever they go, people feel peaceful. They feel more harmonic. They feel more creative. So that comes from the person having developed that ability to be in their own heart space and to, to live in that sanctuary of their own heart space. And, and this is also, um, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, that um, the Earth was intended to be the heart for the galaxy. Um, and Beautiful. So that as we develop this in our own heart space, we're also extending it to the Earth so that the Earth can return to its mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. Uh, purpose or mission, because the Earth has a mission too, which is being the heart of the Star of Life portal, um, that would be an access point for higher consciousness. So it's all connected, you know. It's not. I've never seen ascension as just about individuals reaching higher consciousness. It's about the collective consciousness being raised, and then about the, the planet itself being rebirthed and renewed at a higher level, and then about it being part of this uh, galactic structure that would express the higher consciousness of the galaxy within a, a more cosmic um, environment. So it's all connected at, at very at different levels. And I think this is part of what I said to you about we're becoming more galactic. You're beginning to uh-huh. understand uh-huh. that there right. is a purpose. Um, it's not just about me and my ascension. It's about this interconnection of um, different levels of consciousness and the evolution of all of these different levels. Definitely. And it's interesting because uh, the heart's electromagnetic field is connected to the earth's electromagnetic field. And uh, they're both torus shaped. I talk about this in, in my book, Hardwire to Heaven. Um, yeah. And they talk about the sacred place in the heart. And how to use the heart's electromagnetic field to create. So, yes, I, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> well, you know, 
I, as I said to you um, when you asked me to come on the show, is that my background is, is artistic and creative and yours is scientific. But I feel mm-hmm. that it's different ways of explaining the same thing. You know, exactly. So, and I think finding the, the connections is always a great thing to do. And that's what's so beautiful because we each have our own gifts and there'll be people that will resonate more with your work and people will resonate more with my work and so that they can get it at the frequency that they need it. And that's all it's about. It's just it's just broadcasting something and that, you know, okay, I'm I want to pick up this broadband. Okay, and then you're gonna pick you're gonna broadcast this and you're gonna pick up that band of frequencies and then you, you yeah. know, and we're all like you said, we're all working together to create this spectrum of, of elevated consciousness that, that this time is just so rich with, wow. Um, you know, it's, it's good to go into this and to see it from this higher perspective, because that's what really 2012 was about. And the Mayan calendar was getting us to this universal consciousness. So we could go out and see things at a galactic or a cosmic level. Because without being yeah. able to do that, we're too myopic, and we would get caught yeah. in the it's just me and mine, and exactly that we've been in. You know, there was mm-hmm. a book. I think it was John Major Jenkins who wrote it. Could be called Cosmogenesis, and it yes. was about mm-hmm. well. And I liked his concept that um, 2012 would be the beginning of something cosmic that was birthing. You know, so. And I, I think this is what I'm saying. We're becoming more galactic. We're becoming more aware of we're part of the cosmos. And it's not just about Earth. And um, I think one of the things that religion, you know, organized religion has done is to keep people earthbound. Whereas what mm-hmm. spirituality mm-hmm. is doing now is, is opening us up to the abilities we have to be galactic. You know, it, it's it's about consciousness and and telepathic communication and channeling and all these different things that we're all capable of doing and are ways of acquiring information because the light waves that we talked about and the light codes, these these waves of light are all information because information is encoded in light. So how computers work, you know. So, um, right. You see, the cosmos is just a massive information exchange, um, mm-hmm. and that we're part. Mm-hmm. So we're learning that we're not just you know little humans sitting on this little planet, and we're all cut off. We're all connected. And I often think, you know, um, of Galileo and and what he went through when he said, well, um, it's the uh, the Earth that goes around the sun, not the sun around the Earth. And I think. We're going through another leap like that where we're understanding that we're all connected and that we're connected to the sun and the sun's connected to Sirius and El, uh, that's the Pleiades and galactic extension. Mm-hmm. It all has for us. So we're learning about energetic connections. And I think, you know, one of the things that science is probably going to be more focused on in the future, if you, if you follow quantum physics and entrainment and those things, is that they will start to look at the connections because science still tends to be a bit mechanical um, mm-hmm. in terms of the way that planets and, um, you know, it's like a big clock and the planet is seen as just a, a, a rock in space. But as we begin to think about energies and um, how energies are connected, 
we even get to the point where we can understand that a sun or a star or a planet is a living entity or being. That's a consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. That is part of the greater consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. we, for example, as Earth humans, we connect to the consciousness of our Earth and the sun. And now more recently the galaxy, because we're all part of that bigger consciousness that is within us. So that's Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. the teaching of the one. You know, we're all one, and the one is within us um, and within our heart. And so we can access again by accessing mm-hmm. the heart, we can access those different levels of being. Yes, because I say that I call it the sacred coordinate, the special place in the heart. And uh, what came through me was that that's where we're connected. We're all connected to this unified field. We are part of the field. The field flows through us. It flows through that place in our hearts. And that's our, that's our home base. That's our, our URL on on the uh, unified field, our universal reference locator. And we're part of it. So there's nothing that is outside of us. There's nothing that is not us. You know, I mean, you can't separate it. And when you, I mean, there's just so much to that. And when you truly get that, you know, everything changes. Exactly, yes. And I everything think changes. more and more people are getting it. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they, I think people first get it as a concept and they think, oh, that's interesting. And then they start to, to understand how it works in their life. You know, and how by changing the inner reality, you can actually change the outer reality. And that we're not trapped in a reality that we can't escape from, but that we have the ability to change the reality. And it's a strange mm-hmm. thing. You know, when I was 16, I remember being trapped in a kind of family situation that I found dreadful. And I was really desperate. And I heard a voice in my head, maybe it was Archangel Michael. It said to me, you are the only reality. And I'm going like, what? You know, uh-huh. this was a while ago, uh-huh. I'm 16. And a voice is saying to me, you are the only reality. And I looked at what was happening around me. I thought, how is this possible? That this is me, you know. But it, and it took me another long time. Um, <laughs> a long time, I'm imagining, yeah. <laughs> what it actually meant, you know. Um, uh-huh. But now, of course, I do understand that I am the only reality and that Mm -hmm. what was happening around me was probably past life related in some way. But now we also understand that. We understand that whatever happens, it can be in a different time or space, but it will affect us in our ordinary life. And that's Mm -hmm. where quantum healing comes in so beautifully, is that we can now access those aspects of ourselves and release them so that we can live in a more... um, harmonious and and comfortable life than what we were doing before when we didn't know what we were doing and these things were just happening to us and we felt like victims in our own lives Um, now we understand and we can do something about it because of um, this expanded consciousness amazing it's it yeah, it is amazing. It's a beautiful time to be alive. I think that's one of the reasons why astrology is really taking off now, because you you do see things from a cosmic perspective, from a higher perspective, yeah. and you get to look at the cycles and how everything is interconnected, and that planets do 
you know, they are living beings. They they have their own character. They they have their own energy, just like we do. And galaxies. Yeah. I mean, the galaxy yes. and a spiral shape. You know, it's reproduced uh, in our bodies, in nature. Uh, that that's a fundamental shape. And um, mm-hmm. everything moves in spirals. In in um, not only in in nature, but in in cosmic reality. So. Um, yeah, it's just understanding those connections and how they work with us. Mhm, mhm. Well, before we end the show today, Celia, uh, there's one more question I wanted to ask. You talk about um, this is the planet of being of service, and and I think that's what we're one of the things we're awakening to, and I do feel yeah. that's very important. So, how does your soul's work? determine your location on the planet? That's a very good question. Um, because Just because I, I know I'm going to have to move by October 1st. <laughs> I, I, I found that out today before the show. So this is... <laughs> well, I would say that um, there's two ways of looking at it. Because um, I often ask myself, what am I doing at the bottom of Africa? You know? <laughs> yeah. um, so... Uh, there's always a reason for where you are. And if your yeah. your soul work expands or changes, then of course you probably will need to change location. Um, and, you know, in your case, you're probably expanding um, the work that you do. So you, you need to be in a different environment. I know for me, last year I was kicked out of my house um, and I had to move and it was very traumatic, but I actually moved like three houses down the road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that, what that was about because <laughs> yeah, I'm basically yeah. in the space almost, you know. But I was mm-hmm, told mm-hmm. that um, the energy there had become too stagnant or too fixed, and I needed to be more fluid. So uh-huh. you know, there's different reasons. So you're needing to expand, you're needing to flow, you're needing to be with a different soul group because sometimes people yeah, are called to work in community. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that I know to... is true. <laughs> That's what I'm looking yeah. for. My my soul group, community. my community. Yeah. yeah, I find that because I'm at the bottom of Africa, I'm obviously holding energy. But I find mm-hmm. my community mm-hmm. online. You know, it's, I'm mm-hmm. connecting all the people around the world. So I don't need to move geographical location at this point because I'm able to connect out from where I am. So you know, if if you're working with a more literal um, grounded community with people, you know, as opposed to virtual people, um, you will need to move location. So it depends on what your soul is asking you to do. So many people are asked to move and some people are not. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just feels like one of those times where, where there's everything is just being, you know, unearthed and uprooted and where, where yeah. you know, everything's, where is it all going to land? You know, uh, for a lot of people, it just feels that way. Well, well is there anything else? Are oh, also just um, a lot of people I know are just kind of giving up everything and becoming nomads. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. ever, but they. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are going through that at the moment. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. And I found that very interesting. Uh huh. Well, maybe that's what I'm going back to. I don't know, but I know I'm going somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, I was um, a sort of nomadic teacher for about 10 years, so I'm quite happy to stay in one mm-hmm. place for a while. Mm-hmm. 
I understand. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to share with us, Celia, before we end the show today? Well, I think, um, you know, from what I've, I've gathered from Archangel Michael is, is, is that 2019 is going to be a very intense year um, because we're going through so much transformation. And I think we can expect that um, July and August, September are going to be very um, transformative months and to prepare for that because I think the changes we're seeing are going to accelerate and we're going to find Mm -hmm. that uh, around August, September, it's going to be very, very fast. Uh, Things will happen very quickly. And it's important that we don't get caught up in chaos and fear and anxiety that probably will go with this for some people. You know, for those of uh-huh. us who are waking uh-huh. up or working, it will be um, encouraging to see that changes are actually happening and yeah. that we can yeah. access these higher levels. But it, uh-huh. it will be intense and uh, on many levels. So we're just going to have to get used to living at this level of intensity for a while. Exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> and I, I read on, on the space where the site that the solar minimum we're in now is probably uh-huh. going to continue 2023. I thought, wow, um, mm-hmm. that's a long time to be affected by so much intense cosmic energy. So we can expect that our evolution is going to just keep accelerating for the next couple of years. Um, yes. We're just going to have to live with it and mm-hmm. um, stay in the heart center, stay focused, and focus on what it is we want to create and not get drawn yes. into yes. Uh, exactly. things that we don't want to. Our lives. Do you remember mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. the only reality to create what you want in your life and, and mm-hmm. don't get drawn into other things. That's very important. I definitely agree. We we definitely are going through uh, rapidly changing times. And and the uh, eclipses that are coming up in July, I feel like, are going to be very pivotal. And, and uh, yeah. I do agree this summer is going to be pretty rocky. Well, yeah. you know, but, I would call the uh, which is the portal in August. And uh-huh. it begins on the 26th of July, the, the planetary new year. Um, mm-hmm. 26th of July, when we start a new time spiral. So it's always an intense time, uh, July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Of years we've had all the eclipses in August. So that's been very intense. But now we're taking it, it's going, shifted into July. So those intense waves are going to be released earlier and we can expect that July will be very intense as well. So yeah, it's going to be uh, for you at least up in the north it's going to be a a very intense and um, eventful summer I think. Yes. So you know uh, what I said to my friend the other day is you know just stay in your heart follow your intuition You know, uh, go with what feels right and remember that weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. (laughs) We can wobble a little bit, but don't go back down into the old and get drawn into it, like you you said, and get drawn into the chaos. I think um, most people do, Uh, but the point is to get yourself out of it as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's why I say we we wobble. We do. We wobble, but don't, don't get sucked in so much that you can't come back yeah. out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think 
if you understand that many people that they fall and then they go into depression because they think oh they're blocked or God has forgotten them or whatever and they're trapped and they're victim they go into this victim status and they don't understand that you just get up and, and go back to where you need to be you know that is creating your own reality so this whole victim thing of you know this is a terrible world and I can't stand this and I'm not getting anywhere and, and whatever. Um, that is all an illusion. And you, you are perfectly capable of picking yourself up and putting yourself back into a higher frequency where you can start creating whatever you need. And, you know, understanding that people saying, well, I can't, I can't do that. I don't know how, uh, which I used to hear a lot, but I don't hear so much anymore. It, it's just a kind of way of copping out, of taking responsibility for your own creation. And once you do that, you know, it's as simple as saying, okay, I created this reality. I can create something different. Right, and then yeah. focusing on what you would want to experience. And you can create it. You know, but it starts with feelings. A feeling in your heart, what it is you truly want. And how do you create it? Because all creations start in the heart. And that's mm -hmm. the interface between the physical and the soul and spirit and feeling within yourself, within your body, what is it that I really want to experience? Where do I want to be? And how can I focus on that? And then just working with your higher self, working with spirit and soul to manifest that into your reality and doing it with trust and following your intuition. If your intuition says do this or do that, then you do it. You don't say, oh, I can't do that or I don't think so. You know, it's not me. Just, just do it. Mm -hmm. And allow yourself to go with that flow of creativity because many people will block their creativity because they, they feel, um, I can't do that, or, you know, what will people say, or I, I, I'm not strong enough, or whatever. There's always a lot of um, uh, excuses, and I know I'm good at it myself. <laughs> we all do it. But eventually, we come to trust that we can create, we can be supported, we can be in the space we need to be, and we will be. So people need to really grasp that reality now. Now is the time when we have to really live our truth and work with the creative energy and take our power mm -hmm. to create what we need in our lives. Very important at this time. Exactly, exactly. Well, this has been oh, just a wonderful little bit over an hour, Celia. I'm so grateful that you came on. Beautiful uh, messages, and it all rings so true to me. I hope it rings true to you out there. And um, next week, who's coming on the show next week? Next week, we have Melissa Hoffman, who is the director of the Foundation of Light in Ithaca, New York. She's going to be coming on the show. And then the week after, I'm going to have Mattis Center, an author. He's going to be talking about his book about uh, North Star Country and the sacred sites within uh, northern New York and, and um, also northern Pennsylvania and in the surrounding areas that he believes uh, – is very important energy. It's going to be a really interesting show. I'm so glad you joined us today. Thank you again, Celia, for being with us. Everyone take care and have a wonderful rest of your week. Much love to everyone.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.